Bum, 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 bum. I feel like it's been lit- like a year since the last time we did this. Not a year, man. Like seven months, though. That's a long time. Yeah. A lot has happened. I don't know if I've done anything for seven months, let alone go without doing one of these. Yeah. Uh, welcome to Walleye Talk. My in name. season walleye. Talk. In season walleye talk. Real pertinent information, hopefully. Oh, you were asking about listener questions. Yeah. Didn't get listener questions, but a guy sent some pictures to us. We were talking about plastics organization, mm-hmm. and he just puts them all in trays. And, like, I think he had three trays in the picture, and they're real, they're real skinny ones. Mm-hmm. He said he likes those because you can get more of them in there. And, uh, you know, like in whichever compartment you're going to use. And then you just had them all sorted into the trays, which probably is great. It looked like very organized. OCD awesome. Yes. And I know what maybe happens. that's the way to go. I know what would happen if Willie Naylor got a hold of one of them. Yeah. It would be just a there mess. Would, they would all be in there. Mm-hmm. But the lid would be humped back. Sure. And they would all be just shoved in there. Right. And there might be like a bag or two that you just threw in on top of the rest of them. For and sure. Crammed it shut. Yeah. yeah. And there'd be like loose jigs in there because like I would be like, oh, well, I don't want to take this plastic off this jig. I'll just put the jig in there. Yep. That'd be Willie Naylor's mm-hmm. approach. Me too. I, you know, you try as best you can to, well, yeah. Everybody has their own threshold for organization. Yeah. And you just got to be you got to be who you are, you know? Yeah. If you hear this noise, it's because there are a billion mosquitoes in Longville, Minnesota right they now. They popped out this week. Mm-hmm. Full force. Yeah. And everybody's pissed because it's super. it's been super dry up mm-hmm. here, but it doesn't matter because there's still matter. lots of water. And we always say, oh, yeah, this is worse than last year. But it's always like this. It's just pretty You pretty always bad. fly away from the mosquitoes. Mm-hmm. So many. Oh, I was in the middle of Woman Lake yesterday evening, in the middle of the lake, and there were like five mosquitoes on me, and it was Great. not a good sign for what was coming when we got to shore. Uh-huh. I, the, the customer very generously was like, I think I'll maybe take these fish home to clean them, and I was just like, oh my goodness, <laughs> thank God, <laughs> but it cost me a five-gallon bucket, because oh. he didn't have anything to, to bring oh, wow. his fish home. Five dollars yeah. is worth it for sure. Mm-hmm. Is that how much they cost? I don't Dollar know. I, per gallon. I always just scavenge them off the road. Sure. I'm a big scavenger. I found a couple life jackets. Nice. Yeah. What's the best thing you found in a ditch? I found cash one time <laughs> at the. Not kidding. This is a true story. At my mailbox, I must have been fourteen. I was at my parents' house, and I found like forty bucks there. I was like, "Yeah, look what I found." I was like, well, let's go back down there. We ended up finding like $89 oh my cash goodness. in the ditch. Have no idea what happened. No wallet or anything. Nope. Loose bills. Just loose bills. Interesting. It was amazing. I that drove, was the best thing I found. I drove by an angle one time. You didn't pick it up? No, I had my kid and my yeah. wife. Hard was, to scavenge with other people. Yep. There's some people you can scavenge with, but family's not one of them. No. We had to, we had to just keep going. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, what do we got on tap for? Today's episode. We've got opener, opening day experiences, and then how our week was. We also have the bonanza oh, coming up. Oh, gosh. Then uh, did a take a kid fishing day. Yep. Last Down at the week. dam. And then uh, 
We've got a Groundhog Day, and we'll get out of here. Yeah. Quick, efficient. I'm fishing in two and a half hours. I need nice. to be on the water, so we'll make it quick. Having fun in the sun on the lake all day long. Porta-Doc.com. Porta-Doc.com. Find your local Porta-Doc dealer today. Porta-Doc.com. Dan, how was it fishing out of Lee's boat? It was pretty great. Um, I just felt like, how nice is this to have, like, my one of my best fishing buddies have the identical boat to me. Dude, he even has cool numbers on the side of his boat. Like the stickers? Yeah. The sticker design? Yeah. I agree. Yep. I was like, dude, way to go all in. Yeah. He's a detail-oriented dude. Clearly. Um, yeah, it was super nice. And I didn't run the boat very much. You know, we had talked about splitting it up, and he was happy to be doing it and doing a great job, and I had no real desire to do it. So. Very nice. Yeah. We had we were on Cass Lake, just to remind you if you didn't listen to last week, and we were up Friday scanning. Fr- Friday was a fishy day. Yeah, they all would have ate Friday. Yes. Um, so we had a good plan for where we were going to open up, and there's a boat there. Oh, no. <laughs> um, so we went to spot number two, and it was pretty, pretty similar to last year, I would say. Um, Pitching jigs and minnows and jigs and plastics, jigs and leeches, jigs and crawlers. No real, like, solve the day type of situation, just... God bites on everything. Yeah, and it was very much like there were pods of fish moving around this, like, the top of a bar, essentially. And couple, like, the first couple casts could usually get a fish or two. And then those fish, they would stay there, but they were not super cooperative. Conditions weren't great, you know. For, for walleye bites, mm-hmm. um, we caught a lot of perch mixed in with them. Very nice bonus. Yeah. Yep. God dang that lake is. That's a real nice thing to have as, um, and it seems to only for me. I I only fish it opening weekend, and then I don't usually see it till June. So that's the only time I I experience the perch walleye overlap real heavy. Um, so we had a pretty good morning, and nothing super interesting happened. Pattern was not, we, we, like I said, we didn't like figure out a solution. Came in for a lunch break. Wind had laid down right around lunch. And then uh, we went back out and it was dead calm. And what I think it was like 80 some degrees yeah, that was, Saturday. It was Nigeria. Okay. Yeah, it was really, really warm. And um, Lee, like I was thinking about taking a nap, you know, everybody was, but Lee wanted to be in his boat because he, he's a weekend guy, you know. So we just went driving. He had a spot in mind that he wanted to take a look at. And there was not, we probably did this seven times throughout the weekend where we just picked a sand shoreline and drove it and pushed giant schools of walleyes off every single break line. Crazy. Yeah. And they're, they're bigger than the average Cast Lake walleye. So I don't know what that means. We did not get any of them to bite when we could look at them, um, but Matt Holmgren did catch a muskie, which was really cool because it was dead calm. The fish probably was in like 12 feet of water when he hooked it, and we watched like the entire fight, right? Like it took him four minutes maybe on walleye tackle to get it there, and you could, 
the first minute the fish just like lay down the bottom and swam with the jig where it wanted to go then like you know a couple trips up to the boat and back down and then came up nice and lazy and was maybe high 30s and took a picture let it go nice to like have that happen when the water's so cold so you don't have to worry about them as much you know right like even just like fighting one on walleye tackle is a lot of work for him. in that warmer water too it wouldn't have been watch him on the bottom right yeah. come up go down yeah it would have been all over the place yeah one giant run and he'd been done right yeah that's awesome yeah saturday evening saturday after lunch we did not catch a walleye we were sort of like trying to bide our time and be on the shallow fish we knew about when we thought they would bite and they weren't they weren't there anymore um sunday morning even a better pace than Saturday morning. I'd say we had we had a little bit more chop, and um, we had a nice morning Sunday morning, and that was it for opener. Pretty good, pretty I'd say right right on average for what we've done up there. Super. How about you? Uh, so preseason, I think I watched a little too much fly versus jerk. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Saturday night we went to tried and true. Let's go catch some fish, get them in the boat. You don't found, know how to use a fly rod. How did you do that? Well, I'll tell you. <laughs> I started out and found this nice school. I think I saw like eight fish. Mm-hmm. I was fishing with my dad. We both pitched in there and we jigged like two or three times and we doubled up. I was like, sweet, right? Both gators. I was like, oh my gosh. Uh, then we kept pitching in there because I was like, they can't all be gators. You don't see a school of gators, you know? Mm-hmm. We ended up catching like six gators out of that school. <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh. We never boated a walleye on opening afternoon. Mm-hmm. We caught 17 gators. <laughs> won the number point. Won. Well, we won the number point. Oh, gotcha. Right. Yeah. So it was, uh, it was super terrible. And we didn't stay out till 9.30 or whatever till dark. We ended up going back in at 8.30. Because there was just, I mean... It was very disheartening. I didn't find a school of bait. I, you know, I could see fish on side image, and I'd see these little schools, and we'd pitch into there. Pike. And they were all pike. And uh, it just didn't seem worth it to stay out there to catch a couple. Sure. So younger me would have said, yes, we got to stay to catch two fish. Mm-hmm. Older me says, I need a couple hours extra of sleep. Sure. So did that. And then uh, Sunday went up to Pekagama to go see Mark. Mm-hmm. And his new boat, and we went and fished smallmouths. Smallmouths, and that was amazing. Had never experienced something like that before. Extremely fun. Going to do it again. Then, yeah, that's that was what I did over the weekend. Gotcha. Uh, some of the skinniest skaters I've ever seen. On Lake X, <clears throat> or on the smallmouth lake. On Lake X. Gotcha. Terrible. Hmm. Do you think would you have do you think there were walleyes in there but the gators were just in a mood? No. No. I didn't see any so usually at this lake there's minnows in the boat ramp, there's minnows all around, you can see them everywhere. There were even last year when it was so cold I could see them everywhere. Mm-hmm. I found no bait there, period. Mm-hmm. Um which makes me think and I looked deep as well. I didn't find anything deep. So Makes me think that something was going on with the, you know, that day. There's still a billion walleyes in that lake. Mm-hmm. Makes me think they just 
were doing no man's land stuff that sure. I just didn't didn't find. Might have been a Friday thing too, you know. Yeah, like oh yeah, they eat all day Friday. Yep. I that was one thing I had thought about as well. Just to relay like information that's not like first you know primary primary source sounds like Saturday morning on Leech Lake was pretty good for super good for people, but also not very good for lots of people. Um, and then, yeah, I, I would say generally Leech Lake is, has been tougher than we would have guessed. Mm -hmm. And like, that's as like the fishing community that I know, Mm -hmm. you know, there are definitely people who've done pretty well. And, but overall I would say people are like, oof, that was a rough one. Yeah. And you can blame conditions on Weather related for sure. Yep. It was just, we talked about that, like Saturday afternoon it was 80 some degrees dead calm and clear like mm-hmm. it doesn't matter that it's opener they don't like that very much right so it, it's been tough i think it'll only get better oh yeah i do feel like Le- leech lake is changing though i agree i hope not but i just don't know how many uh yeah i don't know you don't know how many rock solid years we have left well, I don't think the fishing. I, I think there's plenty of walleyes out there. Well, what are you what are you getting at, Dan? I'm getting at that they don't eat minnows very much out there right mm-hmm. now, mm-hmm. and I don't know why that is. Because like, there's a lot of fish that are full of minnows mm-hmm. when you butcher them, but they don't want to eat them when they're attached to your line. Weird. Yep. Hopefully, I have a perf- like a completely different opinion of that. Uh, in a week. I hope so, too. But, I don't know. Uh, how was the rest of your week? Um, well, I, we've hit it a little bit. Leeches, the southeast side of Leech has been challenging for me. And, um, like, not terrible, but it, I, just if you've listened to the show, this would maybe be a good way to gauge it. I've fished the Annex twice this week. <laughs> yeah. And I, I got photographed twice. Mm-hmm. wall out there i heard about one of them anyway yeah which was i don't know I, a little I disheartening yeah and it is a problem because there's a, a different opinion well a different approach to what people are trying to accomplish like a lot of my customer like most of the time i'm looking for lots of bites and and lots of keepers mm-hmm. i don't have that going at all out there right now i don't have very many small fish and hopefully that'll change real quick, but that's the way it is right now. They're, the bites are all big, which some people love that. Oh, but. yeah. Set the hook and there's something down there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I want lots of bites, and I want some keepers and some nice ones, and I can't find that right now. So give me, give me a day. No, give me two days. I'll give you two days. Uh, the, the smaller lakes, though, have been very nice to me, mm-hmm. and I would prefer to be there probably, but... Um, Part of that is condition driven too, because they they don't rely so heavily on such heavy winds. Sure. Yeah. I would imagine. Yeah, I would agree. And I did have like, and when they, I feel like there's like, the the smaller lakes probably have like a, like bigger extremes. So like when you do get the winds, like the bites are kind of like crazy good. Like I experienced that one day on Tuesday night. It was super fishy, cloudy, and blowing pretty good. And like. You couldn't, you almost couldn't catch a northern because they were eating so good. You know, like lost lots of jigs that right. day, and the walleyes were biting really good. And 
Um, yeah. That's when the old Dan Ryan tied on a nice steel leader. <laughs> oh, yeah. Save all that money on yeah. that lead. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's been my week. How about you? Uh, on Monday, I was out on a little lake, on a local lake, and I actually got stood up. Which I didn't like, but I had an I had some time, so I went and fished for about an hour, mm-hmm. and uh, I caught ten smallmouths and four walleyes nice. on plastics. I was like, "This is sweet. This is exactly this is what a, I want to be doing. This is a great hour, <laughs> yeah. right?" And I would never have done that with clients. Sure. So I was like, "Well, maybe I can add something similar to this to a program." Right. Um, and then Tuesday night I had league, and we went out on leech, and we went out of federal. And everybody, there's 10 boats there. Big lefts. Everybody went around five mile and disappeared. Yep. I was like, where are you guys going? <laughs> We're like in the best bay in the spring. I planned this for a reason. Right. There wasn't a boat for six miles. That's awesome. There was, I saw some boats that I think went to two points maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Sure. And I just whooped on them. <laughs> I mean, I knocked the tar out of them. I went to like a community hole and there was nobody there. I'm like sweet and we got a bunch of bites there and then i went to some really shallow stuff and got some big bites there we ended up uh catching uh our our out of our five fish that we weighed the smallest one was 24 and a half nice we had over 30 pounds for five fish that's crazy that mm-hmm. was uh that was a new record um and then uh so we got into the shallow area and we could see fish we were bumping them you know, we, tr- we fished our way in there, and uh, th- there was one big fish just chilling, and it, Eric flipped out there, and he jigged twice. Boom! Gets smacked by it, sets the hook. I'm like, oh, man, this is a big, big one. So I grab the net, and he's... In that shallow water, they do some pretty good runs, and uh, anyway... It comes up and it rolls on the surface as a big old freaking dogfish. <laughs> I was like, whoa, I'm glad you kept with that one. And I scooped it up. I was like, we should measure this for big fish. Sure. I wanted to make sure we had proof, you know. And uh, I was like, Eric, do you want a picture with this big old puppy fish? He's like, no, I don't want any, I don't want anyone to know I caught it. So I made sure I told everybody that he caught it and how he caught it. And uh, then I, you know, I hooked one and I'm a big flipper, you know. Well, I hadn't checked. I had same jig on the whole night. I hadn't checked mine or nothing. And uh, I went to flip this fish in, and it was hanging just right out of the corner of the mouth. Went to flip it in, and I got about three quarters of the way up, and it broke my line. I was like, oh, shucks. So I went and tied on a Ken Catch 3DI jig. Mm. That's when my night turned around. Mm. Oh, yeah. Pitched it back out there. Got some more news for that. Uh, pitched the jig out there. Jigged about six times. Boom. Get hit. I was like, oh, Eric, this is a big fish. So we get it up there, put it in the net, and get it ready, get it by the bump board. That jig is hanging out of that fish's mouth. So I caught that fish, essentially <laughs> caught that fish twice in about two minutes. <laughs> so anyway, so you know, earlier in the season I said, oh yeah, I'm going to fish nothing but plastics until Memorial weekend. Well, I got a wind knot in my 832 and broke, you know, had to break off like, I don't know, 20 feet of line. Mm-hmm. I was like, screw that, I ain't tying on another... <laughs> fluorocarbon leader started fishing minnows and i've been on minnows ever since good for you been on a real minnow makes fish. me so happy to oh hear god you i had well what conviction i made it three freaking days <laughs> how embarrassing but it was pretty fun it was nice to get back to jigging and, whew, i caught one of the grossest 25 inch walleyes i've ever seen 
it was real similar to the one I caught up in Sh- or that guy caught in Shingabee. Mm. I didn't even want to touch it, but it still counted. <laughs> still counted. What will you break down the top five? What was your biggest? Twenty six and a half. Twenty six and a half, twenty six and a quarter, twenty five and three quarter, twenty four and three quarter, twenty four and a half. Nice. Good for you. Yeah, it was sweet. It was really sweet. That's pretty great. Yeah. Um, it was fun. Let's take a break, maybe. A lot of bites. Yeah, let's do it. If you're looking to keep your minnows alive for the next few weeks, there's we have a surplus of angle coolers, Calcutta bait coolers, and Frayville Magnum bait stations at the one stop in Longville. If you're looking to try and keep your minnows alive in warm weather, those are the best ways that we've found to keep them alive. So stop on in, look at our great selection of Magnum Bay stations, Calcutta coolers, and Angle Live Bait coolers. Before we go on to the next topic, I want to just run through this. So I, I have not had like the greatest five, seven days, six days of my life by any means. But I've caught them on a jig and a minnow, a jig and a plastic, a jig and a crawler, a jig and a leech, a lindy rig and a leech, a lindy rig and a nightcrawler, a slip bobber and a leech, and a secret lake tackle spinner. No way. Yep. Yep. Nine things in five days or mm-hmm. six days. That's mm-hmm. pretty good. And I have no idea what I'm going to use tonight. Like, <laughs> it's not like that's why all of them have been used, you know, is right. because there's not, like... Uh, the small lake that I've been fishing has been well. No, one day it was jigging, the next day it was rigging crawlers. Yesterday we cut them all on rig on rigging crawlers. But I hope I suppose that helps with the pike too. Yeah, rigging night crawlers. I agree. Yep, there are a lot of pike that are perfectly willing to eat leeches on the annex. So. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard, I heard about that. <laughs> yeah, it's not. Yeah, that's not a way to filter those guys out. That, the big main lake, lake stuff, though, this isn't on the list, though, but it was somebody something Phil um, Peterson brought up. Uh, like, why are they, like, they're there right away on that big main lake stuff, which, in general, if you were going to say, like, how do you approach a lake on opener, main lake stuff is not... Like, Don't get touched off, most offshore of the time. Stuff. Yep. But they almost have to be using that main lake stuff for spawning. For sure. And then... It just happens to overlap with another place where bait shows up early. Mm-hmm. So they just hang out. Mm-hmm. Which is great for walleyes. Like, they must be freaking pumped about spring. For sure. Like, we'll get... Like, this is fine for the for the, the doing it stuff, and then there'll be food here. Like, when we're tired, the food will just be here. Babe, 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 babe. <laughs> just stick, Just hang out here, babe. Um... <laughs> 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 uh, Oh, let's skip the order. I want to hear about uh, the kids' fishing thing you did last week. Uh, so I did. I wasn't able to do it last year. Uh, in the fall, I went to Thailand or something dumb, and then in the spring we had COVID, so I wasn't able to do it um, for that sixth grade class, which I feel real bad about. But it's just what happened. Sure. So I was like, I'm gonna make it up to them. We're gonna make sure we get it done this year. And those kids didn't even have school that day. And they all decided that they no, would rather go no away. 
on a school trip than stay home. Nice. Isn't that amazing? That's pretty great. Yeah. So we went and, uh, you know, I got a you know a handful of scoops of minnows and we went uh, we went down to the dam. There was it was pretty small class. I think there was only about fourteen kids there or something like that. So it was nice and spread out. And uh, I took one kid and he, you know, he had his he had chopsticks with because he was gonna make sushi out of these. <laughs> I was like, all right, buddy. Well, we'll just leave these in your bag. And he's like, well, I've never even held one of these before. So I kind of ran through how we cast, and we make sure we're mindful behind us. And first cast, and that bobber went down, and he caught his first fish. Nice. First fish ever. Ever. That's first awesome. cast. It was awesome. That's pretty sweet. He was real excited. He didn't want to hold it. I mean, he would hold it, like, in his hands, but he wouldn't. it was a perch, and he wouldn't put his thumb in his mouth. Right, that's totally that's understandable. For sure. Like in general, don't stick your fingers in other things' mouths unless you know a lot about them. <laughs> <laughs> right. So uh, we, I think, all but one kid caught fish, and it was uh, we did a little fish fry out there. And how many boxes of mac and cheese did you have with? <laughs> so um, I'm not a big mac and cheese eater. But I was looking at the boxes. I was like, man, these don't look very big. You know, so I was like, oh, that's understandable. Let's, let's just do like a box per kid. We got a few adults there. We're going to eat pretty good, you know. So I had uh, like 14 boxes of mac and cheese for these 14 kids, which uh, evidently turns into uh, two full crock pots. <laughs> so the kids got through about uh, maybe two thirds of them. And then I brought them to the one stop and tried to give them away. I got rid of about a full crock pot full. Did you really? Well, yeah. Well, I don't even like mac and cheese, and I ate like a whole plate of it. I ate one piece of fish <laughs> and a whole plate of mac and cheese. I hate mac and cheese. But I was going to wolf down as much as I could. And, uh... <laughs> That's pretty funny. Everything turned out great. Kids were super happy. They got to bring home rods and reels and... Yeah, uh, I, there was like... It was a pretty good pace of fish catching. I brought Graham up there, and we were... He he was just fascinated by the entire experience, but as you should be, there were kids catching fish every ten minutes or so. You could hear, you know, all of a sudden somebody will start cheering. You're like, somebody's got one on. Yeah, what I actually thought was super funny about that is like the the river there is what maybe like eighty yards wide, mm -hmm. hundred yards yep. wide at the widest, and the kids are trying their best right they're casting out they're casting out there and meanwhile wilner is just like patrolling the shoreline and, and grabbing rods and just bombing casts into the middle of the mm -hmm. <laughs> like, you just grab one and be like hey let me see that for a second Bzzz. and then like take eight more steps hey can i see that for a second Bzzz. you gotta get it on the outside of the rapid that's where those fish are biting yeah it's also cool to see like uh, there's lots of kids who it's a new experience for. They don't get to do it much. And then there's like four or five who are like, they're, they're like the serious anglers of that sure. group of 14, you know, they go right to a spot and they're right. They're usually doing better than average. That one kid caught like 10 pikes. Mm -hmm. It was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What's the rundown on the Bonanza? Well, there's still room available. Is there really? There is. Man, I had some anxious moments in the boat. I was worried that I'd miss the sign-up. Luckily, my partner, Bob, He's got this up. under control. Mm -hmm. uh, there's still, I think, six places or seven places left. So if you have any interest, get a hold of me, and we'll get you signed up, ready to go. It's out of Pikedale Lodge Pikedale this Lodge. year. 
And they're going to do a spaghetti feed. No. Like. no. They're doing Sloppy Joes. Ooh. And Carl is making brownies. Don't eat the brownies. <laughs> That's what Tori told me. I don't know. Uh, but they're doing Sloppy Joes. And it's going to be a great time. It's good. It's for a really good cause. Um, so let's fill it up. And let's get these kids out fishing. I don't. So I think Carl can bake just fine. That's not what I'm saying. If you're going to eat the brownie, make sure you have like, just like when you got your vaccine, right? Like 15, 20 minutes to just sit there before you have to drive home. Okay. <laughs> yeah, don't be in a rush to go anywhere. <laughs> and that is, that is five biggest walleyes? Six biggest. Six biggest. Why do you do six for that one? Weed out the weak from the strong. Six fish is tough. Five fish is pretty easy. I guess the MWC does that with their five fish limit on the first day for you, where you only caught four, and if you'd caught five, you probably would have won it. I'd been close. Weeding out the week. Weeding out the same, week. Same idea. Weeding out the week. You're probably feeling pretty good, huh? I was, I'm feeling a little bit better, yeah. I'm not. One good day. One good day really changes the outlook. I got, I'm fishing all day with Bob on Saturday. And we're gonna Bob McCollum or Bob, Bob Lander. Bob McCollum. Oh, dude, sweet. I don't think I'm welcome in his boat. <laughs> <laughs> you just be playing on his graph the He's whole time. He's got secrets in there, dude. No joke. I learned. I learned a secret. I'll tell you later. Okay. I learned a secret. Um, yeah, I think it'll be a good time. Those Piketail folks, that crew is real pumped up. Yeah, you know what? I brought it down to Piketail because we're like, oh yeah, we'll fill it up for sure. Shoot, I had the one up at, you know, in the fall filled up before I even put the put the thing out there. Yeah. I think Carl, he just doesn't want to drive up there. He's too too late. Gas is too high for him. <laughs> he can't afford to drive that skeeter up there. <laughs> Dan, can I get a tow? There's no, there's, like, polar opposites in our little world are Carl, the dock guy. If you haven't listened, he's the dock guy at Pikedale and good fisherman fishes with a guy named Phil who's also a good fisherman. They're the reigning champs of the Bonanza. And Bob Landerville, who is like the king of the lake. The goat. Mm-hmm. Bob Landerville has a 621 with a 300 Merc that I don't know that I've ever seen him go more than 25 miles an hour in. The dude just <laughs> putts around. <laughs> Which I, I guided with him the last couple of days. And like... uh. We have like a general idea, like all right, let's go hit the let's go hit the south side of Pelican, right? Mm-hmm. But I want to see like what's Bob thinking about the south side of Pelican, because Bob is the senior statesman in the arrangement. Mm-hmm. Bob is great. Mm-hmm. I want to see what his instincts are when he's gonna like approach the south side of Pelican. Well, he's driving twenty miles an hour out there. Warrior doesn't plane out until you get about 25. Yeah, no, we blew, we blew right past him. And my, my customer's are like, God, we're going to have our limit by the time he gets out here. Like, yeah, <laughs> his boat goes like twice as fast as mine. He's just chatting it up. <laughs> That's the thing about Bobby, though. You'll learn more by just chatting with him, sitting next to him, than you will by fishing. Right? Mm-hmm. You, can, you can get a lot more information out of Bobby doing yep. it that way. Yeah. I do think that, in general, like a pitfall that guides can fall into is that, I don't even know how to, well, like a a basic example would be that the jig color doesn't matter, right? Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter as long as it's like one of these four colors. Right. 
But sometimes it matters. Like, that little shit matters sometimes. Sometimes it does. And you, I think I can become almost complacent. Like, man, this has worked so many times so often under these conditions that I would guess if I was out there by myself that this is just not the right, either not the right place, not the right time, or not the right rig. Right. But when I'm fishing next to Bob Landerville who I know is fishing essentially the same rig, and he's consistently up a few fish on me, like, all of the time, like, it almost has to be little stuff. For sure. Just the nuance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is neat. Like, that's a that's a fun part about that's fishing. why he's always booked. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you just gotta... We'll get there eventually. Right. And I, I'll whoop on him one of these days. Probably on Sunday. Is he fishing it Sunday? He's guiding. We can still whoop up, up, up on him on Sunday. You know, you're you're the reigning spring bonanza champion. Yep. Spring is my time, but you. I think you have you won a fall one. I think you've yes. won one fall one. Yep. Won the one. rest have been all springs. Yeah. Otherwise, Bob Landerville usually fishes the fall one. He's got one. He's a one. He's got one thing that goes for him, and he does it very well. Mm-hmm. And. uh that's also a little bothersome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it's not like that's also sort of our thing. Yeah, for sure. And he just out outdoes us yeah. on that. All right, let's take a break and we'll get back to it. Word, homie. Walleye Talk is brought to you in part by Full Stringer Bait and Tackle, located in Longville, Minnesota, of course. Um, besides all of your bait needs, they also have delicious snacks. They've got salted nut rolls, of course. They've got delicious pickles, delicious olives. They even have pickled quail eggs that are apparently the talk of the town. Stop in, stock up on bait, and all of your boat snacks at Full Stringer Bait and Tackle. Walleye Groundhog Day is something we're sticking with. We haven't heard anything bad about it. We've people heard... seem to like it. Yeah. I think people like the hypotheticals because they get to sort of run through what they would do. Mm-hmm. So my hypothetical for you is it's the Friday before deer opener burr we've had or a mild, hot we've had a mild fall mm. it's the friday before deer opener mm-hmm. you have to catch six walleyes one of them has to be over 22 inches this trip you get to fish well because it's november remember you get to fish till dark so you have pretty much all of the daylight hours to mm-hmm. fish the reason I think this might be interesting to you or intriguing is because, like, the, you're not getting out of the Friday before deer opener. So you don't get to go deer hunting until you catch these six walleyes with one being oh. 22 inches. And you don't want to be there. Like, as much as you, as much as you love walleye fishing, you I want not, a deer hunt. You want a deer hunt. I want a deer hunt twice as bad. Mm-hmm. Especially in November. What the heck am I going to do? Well, the big one's not going to be about. I'm going to go to Leech Lake. But where am I going to go? The rocks are going to be too... They're going to be far gone. I don't think I can catch six fish on the rocks. I think... I think I'm going to go to Portage Bay. Mm. And I'm going to fish... I'm going to go across. I'm going to go fish some break lines across the bay. And Mark and I have actually done this on like November 3rd and he caught a white fish and some other 
we had some other bites over there, but I don't know if it'll be that good. So I'm gonna fish those that area. Maybe I pick up two, and then it's like noon. So I run down to five mile. I'm gonna go fish five mile. I get one bite right away. There's my over. I don't catch another fish for the rest of the day. Mm. Right? So it is an over, though. It is. It's like a 25 and a half. Sure, nice like, one. Yeah, sweet. Day two, I'm like, man, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? I'm not just going to go repeat that. It was terrible. So I go to the main lake. And I'm like, oh, I'm just going to go drag some minnows around Pelican Island. Jeez, really? Yeah, sure. Okay. I'm going to give it a try. I, what else can I do? Go over to... Battle Point's not going to be that good. I don't think I can catch six fish off Battle. Maybe. <sighs> Change the plot. I start on Battle. I start on Sugar. I go to the north tip of Bear. I get skunked. <laughs> so I go out to Pelican. Boom. Catch my over. 27 inches on North Bar. I'm like, Ooh. wow. This is unexpected. It's getting dark. It's starting to get dark. It's late. Like, man, I'm just going to throw darts at the wall here. I'm going to go down. I fish in front of Trappers and Huddles Harbor. I catch five in a half an hour, and I'm done. They're probably all over 20. And they're all over 20. <laughs> Took me two days. Finally figured something out. There it is. I think that, that makes sense in my head. I had a terrible first day, though. Now I get to go deer hunting, and I'll just sit there and not see anything till the end of the season. <laughs> but I got to be there on opener. Do you fish? Do you hunt opener usually? Yeah. Gotcha. I don't. I can't tell you the last time I got anything on opener. It's been a very long time. You shot at a deer pretty early in the season last year, though, right? Monday, Monday. or Tuesday? Tuesday. We called that sucker right in. Grounded in. Come right through the thickest stuff possible. I was like, okay. <laughs> I'll have a little gift today. We have to uh, do a week in preview. We oh, yeah. forgot about We that. haven't had to do one of these mm. in a while. Yep. What do you got going on? I'm fishing every day, once a day or twice a day. Either a full day or two halves. Um, and leaning heavy towards leech. I think that'll get better. I was hoping to have some time Saturday I think I'll learn a lot on Saturday and feel a lot better about things and I think we'll probably have some jig and minnow stories to tell but mostly I think it'll probably be rigging um yeah so I'm bouncing around and I think it'll be like there is there will not be one solution for any single day I feel like you have to like get used to that again because of what the fall is like the fall is like one solution for the day, mm-hmm. it, whether it be a spot or a presentation like this is it. Good job. Give yourself a pat on the back. <laughs> right. And like I was thinking about that uh, yesterday when I was on a lake that one of the little ones that I'd done well on. I'm like, God dang, like you have you still have to work at this job a lot in the spring. Mm-hmm. And it means lots of rods out, lots of thinking and lots of moving around. <laughs> Which is not the case in the fall. Yep, that's the adjustment. So I'll, I'm going to be pretty adaptable, I think, and willing to take what the lake will give me. Yeah, for sure. Get the bites where you can. Mm-hmm. 
just just like some generic stuff if you're looking for generic stuff. If it's over a 10 mile an hour wind, I'm going to be looking in under 12 feet of water on the small ones and under 10 feet of water on leech to start. And if it's under that, oh, on the small ones, I'm going to be looking at like 14 to 20. And on leech, I'll be looking at 12 to 16 probably. Not too shabby. How about you? I'm going to be looking at under five feet all the time on leech. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But there is a of, kind, kind of, of. It like depends. You might, you might not fish anything deeper. Potentially. It all depends on like the daytime scenario. So if I'm fishing evenings um, during the, you know, from six to eight or six to seven, I'm going to fish in on the break edges, you know, eight to 13. And then right at the last little bit, I'll be pitching super, 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 super shallow. And then, uh, you know, if I have to fish during the day, I'll still look in that you know, 8 to 13 and wherever the wind's blowing. The big thing is the wind. Don't forget the wind. If you're not on the wind, you're not doing it right. So. Mm-hmm. And if you haven't been up here, I, it, I'm not, I, haven't looked at, I haven't looked at the wind forecast, but we've had tons of southeast. Tons we've of had south. only southeast wind. Mm-hmm. Southeast or none. Yep. That's what we've had. And it continues to be... It seems to continue. What about east, Sunday? East. Sunday's east? I think it's east at 14 or something like that. Because it's a cold front day. Yeah. That could be tough. Or it could be extremely good. Yeah. I haven't decided yet. <laughs> uh, yeah. So just be aware. Be mindful of the wind. Got to use it. It's the one thing that truly matters right now out on Leech Lake. Lots of minnows around. Oh, Not, for bait? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And... Have them all. Oh, right? yeah. Oh, yeah. East at 10 on Sunday. Nice. With a couple of thunderstorms. Perfect. Any parting words? Any last words of wisdom? Nope. I think I called the bear. Do you remember? Like an episode ago or two, I was like, probably see a bear. Did you see a bear? Yeah. Where? Playing fetch with the dog down the driveway. Was worried about his paws. Because he's running down that dry driveway. Uh-huh. So I took like two steps over the corner of the garage and chucked the ball in the backyard right at a bear. No kidding. Didn't have time to like process what I was looking at. Just turned, chucked the ball, bear in the background. No kidding. There goes the puppy just sprinting after the ball like a good puppy. And I just am amazed at how slow they are. Sometimes. For, for the first, like this is what I think would be uh, an emotional part of the the bear the bear mauling experience is i think the start of the race you're like i am whooping this thing that thing and then no no. (laughs) no. (laughs) like first 10 steps you're probably gaining on it you know you Mm -hmm. know like you're putting space between you and then uh bears like what is this joke Mm -hmm. (laughs) they've got a lot we joke they got a lot of low-end torque <laughs> but then they get up to speed just fine. Anyway, me and the dog survived. Oh. Sur- protected the family, the compound one more time. Awesome. Way to go. Way to go, Sonny. Good job. All right. We out of here? We're out of here. Good luck fishing, people. We'll see you next week. <laughs>